Welcome back to the fourth pair. This is our third episode here on Monday or recording on Monday, uh, January 25th. Um, my name is Sam. Alec, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm I'm chilling, living the life. You know, couldn't complain. Yeah, so um, it's been a busy week in the uh, in the NHL, and we'll get right into the biggest news of the season so far, which is the Dubois Line A trade, sending Pierre Luc Dubois, the third overall pick from 2016, to Winnipeg for the number two pick in that same draft, Patrick Line. Um, just my instant thoughts. This is kind of both teams benefit here because the uh, the star they traded away, they don't want to be there in any sense. You know, maybe a change of scenery will benefit the two of them. Not that either of them are um, been well, Dubois has been a little checked out this season so far, but Line starting the season pretty well. Um, yeah, Alec, any, any thoughts on, on that? Yeah, you know, like you said, it kind of seems like an even trade. Although, looking at their stats, you know, Lion A definitely gets the slight edge. He has 306 games played with 250 points, averaging a time on ice of 17 minutes and 40 seconds mm-hmm. a game. But then you look at Dubois, uh, 239 games played, 159 points, averaging 17 minutes and 20 seconds on ice. Uh, so, you know, Line A gets the slight edge there. But one of the things that I'm really focused on, though, is what what environment they're going into. So Line A is joining Columbus. Uh, he's a left wing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're, they're pretty stacked already in terms of left wings, right wings, and centers. But what I do really like, though, is Dubois going to Winnipeg, who not only is off to a really hot start, but he's joining just some crazy depth at center with Shifley, Stastny, and then now Dubois. Um, I would imagine he would be the second-line center in, at that point, but that just gives Winnipeg so much more depth, and they're already hot. So I, I, I think Winnipeg gets the slight edge here on winning this trade, uh, but both teams are going to benefit. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, you got to think that um, just the, that depth in Winnipeg, that their uh, their forward depth is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like probably go Shifley one, Dubois two, Stassing three in the center wise. Even you can even throw um, Dubois on the wing if it becomes you know a point where they think that maybe they could work work out better that way. But I mean the big thing is here: will either of them stay there? Because um, I believe Dubois is a. Uh, Unrestricted free agent after next season, and Line A is a restricted free agent after this coming season. So, you know, if the, if these two wanted like a bigger market, like you know, Columbus has got tr- just traded Dubois to the Ohio of Canada. <laughs> so I don't know how happy he's going to be about that exactly. But if they're winning and he's having success, I mean, I don't see why you don't give him another shot, maybe on a short term deal or something. Yeah, I was kind of confused because didn't he want to get out of Columbus and they basically just sent him to a colder Columbus? Yeah, so it's exactly of... what happened. I mean, I was um, holding that up. I was getting packages ready for the Rangers to send to Columbus for this guy. <laughs> and uh, out of nowhere, Winnipeg swoops in. Yeah, honestly, I think I could see Dubois staying in Winnipeg, but I could see Line A getting out of there as soon as possible, especially yeah. the way the way things have been trending with Columbus. Uh, yeah, with uh, with players. with stars and uh, so <laughs> my my bet here is that Dubois stays um, with Winnipeg and then Line A gets out of Columbus as soon as possible. 
so it should be an interesting summer for for Patrick Line. This you know is going to be one of those top top market guys you know for a lot of contenders. Yeah, in the definitely. market for a goal scorer because when he's at the top of his game, he's a forty goal scorer easily. Oh yeah, yeah. He's we've seen him score five goals in a game, so he, he's incredible. But let's move on to we're going to play a little game here. Uh, call it contender or pretender, you know, classic uh, sports show game early on in the season here. And we picked out four teams in particular that have, um, we'll say they've played above expectations so far this season. Um, and see, is this for real or is it, you know, just a little hot streak that'll fade out and as the season goes on. So, Alec, let's start with the New York Islanders starting out the season pretty well so far. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we always expect the Islanders to play slightly above average, but seeing how competitive their, uh, division is, I would like to say that they're fraudulent. Um, you know, right. They're playing hot already, but I don't even think they're in a position to make the playoffs right now, uh, with the devils playing as good as they are. Mm -hmm. I think the Islanders right now are in like sixth place in their division. So, you know, they could keep this up, but I really don't see them making the playoffs this year just the way the format is yeah they've looked good like you know they're going to play a good defensive game like they're not going to allow many easy chances but at the same time they have struggled producing their own chances you know when they're when they possess the puck on offense so um they they're going to need to get creative with the lines maybe or bring in somebody if they want to really contend but there's some pieces there that reason to be excited but yeah, I don't think they're quite here there, so I'll call them a pretender to, at least right now, unless they bring someone in. Yeah. And uh, let's move north of the border. Let's go to the Montreal Canadiens. I know you have a few things to say about them, so I'll give you the floor here. I would just like to say that I am all in on the Montreal Canadian hype. I think they are the team to beat right now. So... You know, offseason, they brought in a whole bunch of different uh, players. Let's start with uh, Tyler Toffoli from Vancouver. They signed him to a four-year, 4.25 average. He uh, he had four points through seven playoff games with the Canucks last year, and he's just, you know, on fire so far with the Canadians. Uh, they also added Joel Edmondson from Carolina. He's already making a name for himself up there. He fought Tyler Myers, I think, on Saturday, <laughs> who's like seven foot or something. Ridiculous. Yeah, he, he's a giant. And he hit him with that nice left hook at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. And he's just like a locker room guy. You know, we saw him win in St. Louis, be very successful in Carolina, and he's just a guy that you need in the locker room to, to get the guys going. You know, he's like a, a guy's guy. Uh, and then they also added Jake Allen, who's a vet, another veteran goalie to add on top of Carey Price. And he was super hot with St. Louis at the end of the year last year. Um, and he's been really well in net so far for them. And then they added other guys, you know, Josh Anderson. I could go on and on. But with all of these people that they've added, they're just clicking. Uh, I can't explain how they're doing it, but the chemistry that they have, it just looks like they've been playing together forever. So, you know, this team is, is the team to beat right now. Yeah, like – and. To add to like this group of talent, like these the young guys coming up, like Nick Suzuki and uh, I think it's Victor Romanov, uh, the rookie defenseman's been playing out of his mind so far this season, and even like with Carey Price and Jake Allen, they've both honestly there's 
plenty of room for improvement with them how they've been playing this season so far in net, and they're still winning, you know, most of their games. I don't think they've lost in regulation yet. Yeah, they um, are. They have two overtime loss, or I think one shootout loss, one overtime loss. It's a, that's, if you're getting pulling every game, then you're going to be up there at top of the standings end of the season. Yeah, there is um, a three-way tie for first place between Vegas, Montreal, and Tampa Bay right now. But could, could you imagine, like, if Carey Price and or Jake Allen start getting real, real hot at some point this season, this team's going to get yeah. real, real dangerous. Yeah. It's, and they're they're creating chances at such a high rate, and which a lot of times can result in the same thing the other way around. That's not the case. They're uh, also shutting down other teams defensively. It's they're playing a great team game so far. I love this, and I love it. Love this uh, team. I think they're, you know, right up there with the top contenders in the NHL. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's stay with the um, Canadian teams. Go over to Winnipeg. Um, they are now four two and one. They lost uh, last night at the with a second left to Edmonton. Um, we'll get into what I what I think about you know their their play this year. But Alec, what are you thinking with Winnipeg so far? Yeah, so I like that they did add Dubois. Um, you know that really helps with their depth situation. But I don't see them being a legitimate contender. I think they will make the playoffs in the three or four spot. But I. I just don't think they're going to be a legitimate threat this year, but I think they're on the right track. Yeah. So if we're to classify Winnipeg, like I'd call them fun. Yeah. Which tends to lead towards very big spells of inconsistency on both sides, on both, you know, all three zones. Um, they've been creating chances. Um, like at a very high rate, just like Montreal has, but the same actually, and the other team is creating a chance at a higher rate against them as well. With um, if you go by the uh, expected goals uh, per sixty minutes statistic, it's high on both sides for Winnipeg. So you're going to be some of those fun games, but you can't you can't win every game like these shootouts that go five four, you know, four three like that. And they do have t- plenty of talent. I think enough talent to sneak into the playoffs, but I don't think they're strong enough in the back end really to make a big push toward the cup. Yeah, I'm also not sure who their backup goalie is, but you can't only ride on Connor Hellebuck. To yeah, I mean Hellebuck, Hellebuck's great, but any any contender will tell any like big contender needs a second goalie to whether it's injuries or just like you, you can't start this guy sixty five six or fifty six times a season mm-hmm. in this in this short amount of time he's gonna break down when you need him the most. Yeah, exactly, and they need those rest days, especially with this uh, condensed season that we're in. So I think that's gonna be one of their greatest downfalls all right and then our last uh team we'll go with the minnesota wild um they've had a very um successful start to the season in the uh, central division which might be the probably one of the week or two i would say but um alec what are we thinking with the minnesota wild yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't really watched any of their games so far this year. But from what I've seen with their depth charts and all of that, they look pretty strong. I Again, I don't know if they're a legitimate contender. This could just be a, a strong start to the season. You know, it could fizzle out at any moment. But they have Cam Talbot in goal. You know, he's always great. Uh, well, actually, the, um, Capo Kakinen has been uh, the main starter for them this uh, so far, actually. He's okay. playing, and then, playing uh, very well, surprisingly. Yeah, so, so then they, they have a legitimate tandem. Um, 
and then they just have you know guys that are just always good on the ice the Parise, uh marcus johansson um people like that that are always going to be there to produce uh you know i'm probably going to have to watch a couple games then to to really know what they look like but for right now uh i actually don't want to speak on whether they're uh contenders or pretenders because i'm a pretender for even speaking on their name right now so <laughs> so i've i've, I've gone to a bit of a rabbit hole looking into this team and i i really like this this minnesota team like just as much as you like that montreal team actually so we know that they're going to be strong defensively they no, they still got a very strong defense with ryan Suter, spurs are on then Jonas Brody and Dumba, the second line there. Um, those are four top, like top line caliber guys, and they they've been shutting teams down. And but I knew that coming in, like that's not the problem with them. The problem has been can they manufacture goals, and that's where they've been doing at a very high rate this year. With you know Paris is looking better, but this this kid, this rookie, Kirill Kaprizov, I feel like every night you're seeing a highlight from him, like oh wow, um, the game winner from 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 the kid you know game winning are the assists in the game winner he's been playing out of his mind and you know he, he's playing himself right into the call of the race right here and capo kakinen has been outstanding this year and then cam talbot is day-to-day right now but when he comes back it's a very solid uh tandem in net um so and i think in what's looking like not a super strong st- um central division Fairly top heavy, I would say, with um, Tampa, and then. Oh wait, no, I'm actually I'm I am I'm totally wrong. They're in the West. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, um, I think they're still in the top four in the West, where it's even more top heavy with Vegas, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Colorado as their top four. That's pretty much set in stone at this point. Maybe Arizona can make some noise or San Jose, but I like this team. I think they're going to be able to make some noise in the postseason in this uh, in this division. Yeah, um, you know, I, I thought Arizona was going to be much better. There's mm-hmm. obviously it's still really early, but trending wise, based on what we've seen so far, I'd say unless anyone starts to get hot, that top four looks to be for the most part set in stone. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, one team that I know Alec and I were both very big on to start the season has kind of been. A little disappointing so far, even though they are they're three, two, and one so far, and that's the uh, that's Philadelphia Flyers, and I maybe I'm just you know making too much of this, but I could see maybe a change in who's their main starter really, but uh, between the between the pipes, because Carter Hart has been bad so far this season. He's Saving eighty-eight percent of the shots on net, a lot four four point three one goals, you know, per sixty minutes, and he's had five starts, pulled um, pulled once for Brian Elliott, who then won that game, and he's sitting pretty with a nice um, ninety-six save percentage with a one point three um, goals allowed per sixty uh, minutes, and he's won two of the both games he's played in so far, and it's more of a matter of can he bear the load of a a main starter, but like so right now. Hart started five. Elliott started one. It's. I think it's going to become more of a 50-50 split, especially if Carter Hart can't figure it out. Yeah, and Carter Hart's still really young. 
you know, to oh, yeah. a team by himself. I don't see a problem with splitting the minutes, you know, give Carter Hart more time to figure it out and find his game. Uh, you you got to go with the hot hand. Uh, I mean, Brian Elliott isn't hot yet. Uh, he's only played one and a half games or whatever mm-hmm. it was, but he is playing stronger. And I think, you know, maybe taking some load off of Carter Hart will allow him to play better and find his actual game. And then let's say he does, you know, find it. He starts to get hot, then you could give him more games. But for right now, I think you just got to um, kind of take the load off of him and just, you know, because if you're not going to change anything up, you're not going to make any changes to, to the wind column or anything like that. Uh, doing the same thing over and over, expecting this, a different result is just the definition definition of insanity. And uh, right now, I think the Flyers are kind of insane for continuing to start him. Yeah, it's like maybe in an 82-game season, you can give him a little more leash on how to figure it out. But in this in this 56-game season, you know, you could really dig yourself in, a, in too big of a hole through, what, 15 games even, and you could be mm-hmm. just – you need a miracle to make the playoffs, and especially in this East Division where there's no easy games. No, no days off in this division especially. The Devils, look, the Devils look good. Like, well, they, they have a – they've had a – Rock solid uh, wagon right now. <laughs> uh, Black Blackwood and Wedgwood and Net and like Hughes looking better. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure if I want to say wagon quite yet on the for the Hughes looks the like Devils, the greatest player in the friggin' league right now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't I don't like it very much, but it's uh, I, I can't just sit here and lie and say that they haven't been very impressive so far this season. Yeah, how's it feel looking up at the Devils from the bottom of the division right now? Hey, you, you you said it best in uh, in our first episode that the Rangers are going to be a very streaky team. At some point, they'll get hot. Yeah, right now they're not on the best streak, but you know, like I said, it could change at any second. Yeah, you no, know, that's that's what I'm holding out hope for right there. But you know, I guess um, we can kind of segue real nice into can the Rangers maybe um, get it going tomorrow as they play Buffalo, and um, as we get into our picks for the Tuesday slate. Um, I went two and one last week with wins from Montreal and the Islanders. Detroit let me down in the uh, in the noon game, but hey, two and one that's uh, that's making that's making profit right there. Yeah, so I technically went three and one. I had Flyers minus one and a half. They got their booty spanked with a <laughs> six to one loss. Um, I had Islanders with you, so that was a win. And then I had the under five and a half goals in the Detroit Columbus game, just like you, or, or sorry, not just like you, but that same game that you had bet on. Uh, but the real sticker here is that I predicted a three, two Columbus win in that game. In our That's last the kicker episode. right there. That's a, and Detroit scored with 54 seconds left to make it three. <laughs> two. I was going ballistic. I did, <laughs> As you should. I did say it was going to be an overtime win, but we don't need to focus on that part. We just need to focus on the fact that I predicted the score. And Vegas, Vegas doesn't care if, if it's overtime or not. Just whatever. This, you said the score was going to be 3-2. It's 3-2. That's I, I am Vegas now. <laughs> okay? I'm Vegas's daddy. And we're going to make – and. We're going to make Vegas our bitch again here this week. Yep. So, um, I'll, I'll start with one of my picks. I'm going to go with under five and a half in the Flyers at the Devils on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. 
the the Devils have been playing very good and very strong goaltending, which has been the big part of their success so far this season. And the Flyers hopefully can. I'm thinking maybe they get a little better performance out of uh, Hart or Elliott, whoever's in net tomorrow night. And I could see a 3-2 victory going either way. I'm honestly leaning towards the Devils, but I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to play a little more safe. I like them under 5.5 in that game a whole lot. Yeah, I'm happy you said that because I actually have Devils money line at plus 128 on DraftKings. Um, And I see no reason why Elliott shouldn't at least get the go-ahead for Mm -hmm. for this game. You know, the Devils, as hot as they are, they're still like a young, kind of more inexperienced team. Maybe this is the chance for Elliott to to prove what he's worth or also – Maybe give Carter Hart one more chance to see if he can uh, can handle it, and then let Elliot take the second game against the Devils. But yeah, yeah, Devils money line. All right, love that. So I'm gonna go to. Are you got it? Do you have any more? Do you want to say? Uh, well, yeah, actually, later today, the only game that's today on Monday, uh, the Canucks are playing the Senators, and I went with Canucks money line at minus one fifty five. I love that. Love uh, the Canucks is a team that you know they've been a little struggle so far, but this is maybe the most fun team to watch in hockey. And you know, they're they're like the Jets. Well, the, the Jets and the Canucks are going to have very similar seasons. Just right now, that the Canucks are on a cold streak, winning games, and the Jets are a little hot. They're going to you know be up and down all season. The two of them. Yeah, I'm hoping the uh, the Canucks can get back on track, starting with a mm-hmm. win tonight. So. That's and again, against Ottawa, it's probably one. It's not an easy game by any means, but it might be one of the easier games. Yeah, just to get a little more confidence going, so you could actually start, you know, winning some legitimate games. All right, and let me move on to. I'm going to take the Washington Capitals as a home dog tomorrow night. Okay, who are they playing? I- they're they're playing the Islanders tomorrow night. Um, only reason they're they're dogs because in any other sense they would 100 percent be the uh, favorite here, but they're still without Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and starting goaltender Elas Sam- Samsonov. Hmm. So <laughs> definitely a uh, little bold 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 action here, but um, Capitals backup go- or backups back the Capitals backup goalie. There we go. Um, he's been playing solid this season. He's been a, he's been a good uh, replacement for Samsonov and since his absence. And they're still a very good team outside of, uh, you know, obviously much, much better with Ovi and Kuznetsov. But that's not act like they're not a talented team top to bottom. So um, I think they're, the lack of offense generated from the uh, Islanders will make it an easy night for whoever's in net. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure who's going to be starting. For the Islanders, I'm assuming Varlamov, who has been stupid this year. He's 3-0 yeah. with two two shutouts, he, and the other one was a one-goal game. Yeah, he's been yeah, standing on his head all it's year. Almost, his save percentage is just shy at 99%. And I don't care how hot you are, you can't stay that hot forever. Even like three goals going by him tomorrow night will probably result in the Capitals' victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Capitals proved they could play without Ovi and uh, Kuznetsov and all of them. Uh, they split the series with Buffalo over the weekend. I think it was a 4-3 victory and then a 4-3 loss. So they proved that they don't need the captain uh, and uh, multi-Rocket Richard winner. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that pick. Just not 
more so for the strength of the Capitals right now, but more the lack of offense coming from the Islanders. Yeah, no, the Capitals have been solid. You know, they're, they're, uh, they've won three losses, but all three of their losses have been in overtime or in a shootout. So, you know, they're, they're, they've been competitive in every single game they've played so far. And mm-hmm. I think they're a team that's going to be, be above the Flyers uh, or the Flyers, the Islanders later in the season. So, all right, so yeah, DraftKings, I got a plus 123. So, yeah, that nice just home, screams some, value right there. Some nice, <laughs> some nice, nice home dog. You're not, uh, not going to see Washington as a home dog very often, so yeah, it's really take, interesting. Take advantage. I wonder how much that would be swayed though if there were fans in attendance, if they would still be dogs, or if it would be more close. I think, to like I think a it pick. would be. I think it would be closer to a pick'em. Yeah. Uh, so I got one more pick. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I actually haven't bet on this team in a long time. It's the Nashville Predators against the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow night. Uh, at what? Tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. They're in Smashville. Uh, the Predators are minus 182 on DraftKings. And I just like this pick. I think uh, the Preds, despite their record, are somewhat of a solid team unless they're playing the Dallas Stars. Um, <laughs> and I, I just, again, I just don't like Chicago. I'm a big Chicago hater. I just, I took them to be the worst team in the league this year. So I just really want to ride that and also. I just want to, you know, watch Nashville play hockey. I haven't watched a game or bet on them in quite some time, so I just think it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I definitely do like that Nashville pick. And it's actually that's a perfect segue into everyone's favorite segment here, unless you have any more picks, Alec. Oh, no, that's all I got. Let's uh, let's so ride mo- this segue. Let's move on into the sin bin where I have a bone to pick with these Nashville Predators. Um, and more importantly, every special team unit that they have on their team. So in, in Dallas's first game of the season, after I think three or four cancellations due to COVID running rampant through their team, they finally stepped out on the ice against the Nashville Predators, where they then won five, or seven to nothing. The Dallas Stars went five for eight on the power play in that game, and the Predators went 0 for six themselves including allowing a shorthanded goal on one of those said power plays, which I think was the fifth goal of the second period, just to really, like, you know, bury that team. And I happened to be – I was happened to bet on the Predators that game because I was expecting, you know, they're going to be a little slow out of the gates, uh, the Dallas Stars, after a few uh, cancellations. Might be a little lethargic at first. I mean, they were a little lethargic at first. It was 0-0 after the first period, and then they couldn't stay out of the box, and then – when they're on the PK, they couldn't keep them out of the net. So the sin bin this week is natural predators, special teams. Yeah, you looking at that game and the stat sheet, you would think the Predators were the team that haven't played since, since the Stanley Cup final. Stanley Cup final. <laughs> yeah. Um, they look like absolute garbage out there. And that's why I'm hoping for a nice statement win to kind of shake that off and get back on the right track here. Um, but Dallas still looks good as ever i know we had our doubts because of that shortened break um coming off of the stanley cup final but they still look really fantastic so it's the same, same with same with tampa as well which might put plays in maybe they're still drunk and that hangover might hit at some point but yeah that'd be funny if like halfway through the season they went from being drunk to being hung over and they actually just... I, that, that wouldn't be too much of a surprise actually you know with with the lack of uh 
you know, the off season, not be able to fully heal, like, you know, my body might start breaking down a little bit, mm-hmm. a little earlier. So it's something to keep an eye out for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's definitely something that we've never seen before either. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then my sin bin, um, <clears throat> a little less on the serious side, uh, I'd like to hand out a two-minute minor penalty for uh, lack of creativity to the Washington Capitals, who just released their third jersey uh, about two hours ago. Um, you could find it everywhere on Instagram and Twitter and all that. It's basically sort of like a play on one of their older jerseys with just a big white W on the front of the jersey. Um, I mean, the colors are clean. Capitals always have clean colors, but I just don't like this jersey. It's kind of bland. Uh, and I think that the W on their jersey should just be changed to an L because that's, that's <laughs> what they get for, for making this kind of jersey. I just don't like it. Yeah, no, like it's it's so bland. Like when it comes to alternates and that sense kind of stuff, I love when teams get like super creative. It might be a swing and a miss sometimes, but rather than do that, then throw out this boring jersey. Yeah, like the Sabres with the all white. Oh my god, that's just icy. But nice. like the Capitals, I, I would have liked to see like a spin on like the old jerseys that they had in early in Ovi's career with like the yeah. blue and the eagle on it. That would have. I would like that at least, you know, have some fun with it. Like um, I, I'm looking at Arizona's reverse retro jersey. Yeah. Like I'm thinking something like that, like like a really nice spin on like a iconic jersey. Yeah, or like uh, New Jersey's um, all green jersey. The yeah. spin on the on the old red and green ones that should like have a little fun with it. I don't, I don't know why they're going with just like the super plain, boring looking jersey. Man, this is lazy. Yeah, and I know some some Washington fans might come at me for this, but I, I'm just not a fan. I don't think they're fans either, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you have any more thoughts? Um, not not really. Just more hope that I hope my Rangers can turn it around at some point. I'm getting a little nervous, but um, do not give up on Alexi Lafreniere. Um, he has no points Plus. yet, but uh, yeah, Plus. we're not we're not gonna call him the B word until 15 games at least. Bust. All right, Alec. In two or three weeks, we'll call it three weeks. If Lafreniere is still playing like dog water, I will might call him the B word. How about you go on Instagram Live and eat one half of a raw onion? All right. So what? what all right. So. In three weeks, if he's what doesn't have a goal yet, or like, yeah, I'll make it that easy. One goal. All right, yeah, one goal. If it's one goal, we'll do two weeks. Okay, deal. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll be eating one half of a raw onion on. Yeah, so if he if he hasn't scored by Super Bowl Monday, okay, that's fair. Right, yeah, that's it's a, a binding agreement. And then I'll I'll print you a. Lafreniere is a bust uh, shirt for you, and I'll send it down to Virginia. Oh, joy. <laughs> Already. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been this week's episode of The Fourth Pair. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that at Caps on Sports. Visit our website, capsonsports.com. Check out the store for some merch. You know, got some fun stuff in there. We, we don't make money off of it either, which just. You know, want 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 the brand out there. So, 
know, for, for this week's episode, I'm Sam Meehan. And uh, I'm Alec. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, we always appreciate it. And again, make sure you share it with, you know, your friends, your family, your your dog. Um, and, you know, even your grandma. I'm sure she's really into hockey. Thank you guys for <laughs> listening. And we'll see you guys next week on The Fourth Pair.